This is Scott, host of the Unprocessed Knowledge Podcast and Black author. You could get all three of my books. My first book, Systematic Racism and Capitalism, Alliance of Oppression. My second book, Hypocrisy in America, The Veil of White Supremacy. And my third book, my first novel, Exodus 2035, all available on Amazon.com and Amazon Kindle. If you don't have a Kindle, you can download the Kindle app to your smartphone or tablet, and you can access those products. Thanks for listening. Um, don't forget you and you network. You can find that on Instagram, you and you underscore network, where you can find all the shows uh, under the you and you network. Shout out to the you and you network. You know what I'm saying? And all those podcasts that's on you and you network. Think for the you and you network. The head brothers at you and you network. You can check out the socials at you a n d u underscore network cash rules everything around me cream get the money dollar dollar bill on the crime side, the New York Times side Staying alive was no job, had second hands Moms bounced on old man So then we moved to Shallon land A young youth, you're rocking the gold tooth Low goose, only way I begin to G-York was drug loot Unless started like this, son with Enough of this nonsense Let me- I mean, paying off loans for people that don't want it. They want to have some bizarre uh, basket weaving uh, You know, a degree And they want... All of us, people watching across this country, hardworking men and women to subsidize their laziness and their inability to even try to contribute to society. What's the metaphor for for giving college debt? It would be like someone who is addicted to heroin, who is going through horrendous withdrawals. And there's a certain person in the room who says, well, only thing we can do to do away with these withdrawals is give them another bump of heroin. The people that likely will benefit the most are middle class. You know, think about it. You get out of college, you're not making a lot of money. We have a lot of young people that work on my TV show. They're not making 125 grand. They're now eligible to get, in some cases, up to 20,000, and in other cases, 10,000. And this is New Green Deal radical socialism. Is this unfair to people who paid their student loans or chose not to take out loans? Is it fair to people who, in fact, uh do not own multi-billion dollar businesses if she want these guys get more tax things. Is that fair? What do you think? What about people who paid their loans though? Struggle to pay their Welcome back to the Unprocessed Knowledge Podcast. You can find this show on Apple. You can find this show on Google Play. You can find this show on Spotify. Everybody should be following me on Instagram at unprocessed underscore knowledge. Click the link tree on my bio. You can access the show. If you want to donate to the show, click the link tree in my bio. The best way to keep up with the show is through my Instagram. Everybody should be following me there. Shout out to the U and U Network putting out content all the time, getting you through your week. Shout out to the Reservation for Three podcast, Three Stars, Two Bars podcast, Codashine, wherever he may be, A Taste to Consider podcast. Separate the two podcasts. Well, I didn't say that one already. Shout out to the whole network. Shout out to my man Big E. Speedy recovery, brother. We love you. We with you. Get well soon. Also, a special shout out 
to bone boxing in Washington, D.C. If you want a good workout, if you're trying to get in shape, if you're trying to get some of that weight up off, if you're just looking for a good workout at fast pace, at a fun time, at a great spot, check out bone boxing. Shout out to my brother, Reggie. Reggie, this is all your fault, brother. You you put that bug in my ear about the... (laughs) about the student loan forgiveness that wasn't even on my radar but i had a conversation with the owner of boombox and my good brother reggie after his partner gave me a vigorous workout damn near killed me in there you know we was chopping it up for a minute and he dropped that bug in my ear and admittedly so i had fallen behind on some of my news i had fallen behind on some of my due diligence but you know it 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 don't take much to you know to get me started so as you heard in the opening clip they are upset that president joe biden signed an executive order to relieve ten thousand dollars in student loan forgiveness in the so-called republican party and many people on the right the republican party the gop they are upset about it you heard in the clip, they say it's like giving a, a heroin addict more heroin. They said it's unfair. They said, how could you do this? You heard Sean Hannity in the clip saying this is like the new Green Deal socialism. This is in America. The Republican Party came out. The Republican Party, the GOP on their official Twitter page tweeted, If you take out a loan, you supposed to pay it back. If you get one penny off the ground, they are upset about it. The oppression set up in this empire is designed to keep the middle class under such great financial pressure that you are never supposed to climb your way out of it. You are never supposed to get any assistance. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, when we're talking about government budgets, this was really just a drop in the bucket, guys. I'm not a set up to $10,000. I think you should have did more. How much money did we give away to the Ukraine just a few months ago? So college students, or if you have a student loan and you make under $125,000 a year, or it might be $120,000 a year, you are eligible for $10,000 of student loan forgiveness. And it's got all types of people all hyping mad. How could you forgive $10,000? How could, how could you just give away $10,000? How could you? Man, they get real upset when it comes to somebody getting some money, don't don't they? In the opening clip, you heard Sean Hannity. He was, the funny thing is, he was talking about the very same people that work on his show. He said out his own mouth. You know, a lot of people on this show, you know, they they went to college. They don't make over $100,000. It'll probably help them out. You know, this is the middle class. But then he also called it green deal socialism he don't like it he don't like that the people who work for him who have amazing student loan debt because number one the cost of going to college is astronomical these days i think the average student loan debt is upward of thirty thousand dollars and that's the average many people got close to six figures in student loan debt just to get a piece of paper saying that you can get a job right college degree them, them them the new freedom papers just so you can get a job, you got to spend 100 grand. So if someone gives you a little bit of relief, if a president says, I'm going to forgive a little bit of that, they lose their minds. Now, mind you, Sean Hannity, he makes $40 million. 
Look it up. Sean Hannity makes $40 million a year. And he's upset that somebody got a $10,000 taken off their student loan. Now, that's what I call hypocrisy. While I'm on it, hypocrisy in America, the veil of white supremacy is available on Amazon.com. You can also access that through the link tree in my bio. But while we talking about the money, remember earlier, the Republican Party said or they tweeted on their official Twitter page. You take out a loan, you pay it back. That's it. That was their response. Well, I find that interesting. Let's take a look at some of the Republican lawmakers who took out PPP loans and had those loans forgiven. All right. You know, we do research and scholarship here. Here is a list of some of the Republican members of Congress whose PPP loans were forgiven. Matt Gates, Republican in Florida, $476,000. Marjorie Taylor Greene, Republican down in Georgia, $180,000. Greg Pence, Republican in Indiana, $79,000. Vern Buckhan, Republican down in Florida, $2.8 million. Kevin Hearn, Republican in Oklahoma, over $1 million. Roger Williams, Republican down in Texas, $1.4 million. Brett Guthrie, Republican in Kentucky, $4.3 million. Ralph Norman, Republican in South Carolina, over $300,000. Mike Kelly, Republican in Pennsylvania, 974 G's. Vicki Hartzler, Republican in Missouri, 450 G's. Mark Wayne Mullen, Republican in Oklahoma, $988,000. Carol Miller, Republican in West Virginia, hit him for $3.1 million in PPP loans. And that was forgiven. These people took millions of dollars from the government. You heard the numbers. 400,000, 1 million, 4.3 million, 3.1 million. A couple of them barely touching a million. And this is in PPP loans. That's in response to the coronavirus pandemic. That's just within the last three years. They got that money and those loans were forgiven, guys. They don't have to pay a dime of that money back. That's just free money. Some of these Republican lawmakers literally got millions of dollars from the government and don't have to pay it back. But somebody got $10,000 off their student loan debt and they mad as hell. They raising all types of static. Over $10,000 off your student loan. Like you don't get a $10,000 check. Like, they're not going to send you an envelope with $10,000 in the mail. It's just like, hey, you owe $50,000 in student loans. We'll knock, we'll knock 10 off. Now you owe 40. These people got checks. These people got millions of dollars. And they don't have to pay any of that back. Mark Wayne Mullen, I just talked about him, Republican down in Oklahoma. He tweeted, we do not need farmers and ranchers, small business owners and teachers in Oklahoma paying the debts of Ivy League lawyers and doctors across the United States. He hit the government up for $988,000. And he don't have to pay none of that back. He got a $988,000 check in his pocket. <laughs> and talking about, well, we don't need, we don't need everyday people paying, you know, paying off these 
these these student loans of, of, of all these other folks. Why don't he get that 988 G's back? This empire is ran by people that are so greedy. Here's, here's the problem. If you get any type of financial assistance, if you get any type of debt relief, if you want any type of public assistance, if you if if, if you on WIC, if you on SNAP, if you don't ran on hard times and you need help because the cost of living in America done gone so far through the roof and we gonna get to that. They they shame you. They say you a taker. They say you lazy. They say, you know, you you just a lazy, no good, good for nothing. You need to go out there and work and pay these bills. Meanwhile, they hitting the government up for millions of dollars and not paying it back. See, this is how your oppressor thinks. He looks at all these people getting getting a measly $10,000 in student debt, debt relief or any type of assistance, any type of debt relief. And he thinks, well, damn, you know, I just hit the government up for $3.8 million, But, man, maybe I could have got him for five. He's thinking about how much money he could, how much more he could have stole. If it wasn't for the crumbs that they're giving you, he looks at those crumbs and he wants the crumbs, too. He wants it all for himself. The hypocrisy in America, Lord Jesus. Woo, man, I already plugged that book once, but <laughs> I mean, what what can I say? Lord, let's stay on top of the money. Let's move on. This story courtesy of the New York Times. Nathan Connolly, a black professor who teaches the history of housing discrimination in America at John Hopkins University in, Bal- in Baltimore, claims that he and his family were su- to discrimination according to the story notice how they threw that word claims in there. there there was no claims they were subject to discrimination Conley and his spouse Dr. Cheyenne Mott two doctors thought that their home would be valued at a higher rate after putting in a new $5,000 tankless water heater as well as making $35,000 worth of renovations initially the house was worth $450,000 when they bought it back in 2017. Maryland appraisal company, 2020 valuations estimated that their home was worth only $472,000. In addition, Lone Depot, a mortgage company, refused to refinance the home. However, Conley knew that this was a racial matter. Shortly after the first appraisal, him and his wife applied for another refinance loan. This time they took down personal photos and opted to have a white professor from Johns Hopkins pretend to own a house. The house was suddenly valued at $750,000. Conley and his wife have filed lawsuits against Lone Depot and Shane Lanham, the owner of 2020 Valuations, who were responsible for the first appraisal. The complaint states Dr. Conley, Dr. Mott, and their three children were home during the visit, and their house was also filled with family photos, children's drawings of figures with dark skin, a poster from the film Black Panther, and literature by black authors. It would have been obvious to anyone visiting that the home belonged to a black family. The complaint also explained that all of the surrounding homes were of much lower quality in comparison to Conley and Mott's home appraisal. To add insult to injury, the appraiser 
falsely stated that their home had not been updated for 15 years. So not only did they undervalue the appraisal of this house by $300,000, the appraiser just straight up lied to try to justify it. They did renovations on the house. They put in a $5,000 tankless water heater. They did another $35,000 worth of renovations. They put 40 G's into the house. They bought the house in 2017 for $450,000. And then they put another 40 G's into the house. And they undervalued this house by $300,000 because they're black. Now let this take it to your brain. Everybody isn't a college professor. This brother and his wife, they are both doctors. They are both professors. Not only that, Dr. Conley, he teaches housing discrimination at Johns Hopkins University. This is something he is an expert on. Most black people aren't experts on racism, aren't experts on discrimination, aren't doctors, don't teach racism. They just go about what the appraiser says. And guess what else? Over 90% of home appraisers are white. Are white. We talked about land theft on the show before. They are undervaluing black property because they know that's money out your pocket. That's why they're doing it. Okay, I talk a lot about racism and white supremacy on the show, and I know a lot of folks listen to it, and maybe it doesn't hit home. Maybe it doesn't resonate with you. Maybe you even disagree. But when they're hitting you in your pockets, I'm not talking right now, today. When you own a home and they hit you for 300 G's, that's racism you can feel because they hitting you right in your wallet. All of a sudden, they take down all the pictures. You know, this is a this is a black family. Dr. Conley, his wife is a black woman. Their children are black. Take down all the Negro photos, you know, take down the Black Panther poster, take down, you know, all the pro black literature. You know, let's take all that down. Let's insert this white man. And all of a sudden we got 300 G's in our pocket. <laughs> Ooh, we. That's a lot of money. man. $300,000. That's over a quarter of a million. That's 60% of the home value. They paid 450 for the house. They came back with it. The, and they put another 40 G's into it. That's 490. They came back and said, well, the house is worth 472. That's less, you know, they out of pocket then. Now, there's a big difference between 472000 and 750000 I think we can all agree. Here's the difference. A Negro family living in the house. That's the difference. The cost of living in the United States, and I'm talking about the entire country, is at an all-time high. Rent across the United States, medium rent, the median, meaning the average, has risen above $2,000 a month for the first time ever. Rents are up more than 30% in places like Austin, Texas, Seattle, Cincinnati. In LA, the average price of rent for a one-bedroom apartment is $3,400. Even in formerly affordable cities such as Nashville, it's now up to $2,200, up 30 2% from last year. This report courtesy of NPR. Coincidentally enough, two weeks ago, I was in Texas. I was in Dallas. 
and we were talking to people down there and they were telling us how their rent was going up. I was talking to one couple and they said they re- were going to, re- well, they got the notice to resign their lien- lease and their rent was going up $500 a month. I talked to somebody else down there. They said they went to look at an apartment. They were apart- apartment shopping. They went to look at a particular unit. They took a couple of days to think about it. They went back and they had raised the rent up $300 a month in three days. Places where the cost of living had been notoriously cheap for years, like Georgia and Texas, all throughout the South, even some pl- spots in the Midwest. Now they're catching up to the rest of the country, guys. I mean, a 30% rent increase in one year? Imagine going to resign your, your, your lease and your rent doing a $500 a month. That's crazy. The greed of this monster is insatiable. Insatiable. And people can't afford it. There's about 3.9 million people right now who are on the verge of getting evicted because they can't afford to pay their rent. But they're not complaining about that. They're not complaining about people getting evicted. They're not complaining about the sky high cross cost of living at this country being at an all time high. And it's, you know, over 300 year evil existence. They're not complaining about that. You know what they're complaining about? That $10,000. <laughs> you got knocked off your student loan. <laughs> that's what they're mad about. That's what makes them upset. That's, that's, that's what's got to come to an end. That's what's ruining the country. You're not paying your student loan. That's what's really off in full. That's, that's, that's what's, that's, that's what's killing, <laughs> killing America. <laughs> that's what's making things horrible. That's what it is. Let's talk about the racial wealth gap. That to help buy a house. 38% of white adults say they've gotten at least $10,000 in gifts or loans from a parent or older relative. That's according to a new poll by NPR, the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation, and the Harvard T.H. Chan School of Public Health. Dorothy Brown is a tax law professor at Georgetown University, and she wishes more white families would talk about these intergenerational benefits. Because you have black Americans who are doing everything they were told is right and not getting ahead. And they're scratching their heads wondering, how come I'm not doing better than I am? How come I'm not doing better than the guy in the cubicle next to me? The poll finds only 14% of black adults receive similar gifts or loans. The share is 16% for Latinos and 19% for Native Americans. Brown says this divide reflects a century and more of segregation and systemic racism, including in federal housing policies. So if your grandparent got a home that was FHA insured, it was a result of their being white. You don't think about that, but it was. For African-Americans especially, Brown says the generational wealth transfer is more likely to go the other way. Children helping parents who suffered under Jim Crow. Look, let me break it down to you. All of the wealth that white America has accumulated over the decades, over the centuries, is a direct result of systematic racism, white supremacy, right? It pays tangibles. It works. It made them wealthy. It keeps them wealthy. Even when black people do come up and get something, they'll they'll come around and send the appraiser and undervalue your house by $300,000. Okay? Right? America runs, don't run on Duncan. America runs on racism. 
Why? Because it pays. And it pays well. Point blank period. You try to tell, send your black child to college to make something out they self. They come out with damn near six figures in student loan debt. And your open enemy is telling them. College don't mean shit. Y'all niggas. And you gonna be niggas forever. Alright. That's what the oppressor is telling them. So I end this show on this note. And this is the point of it all. This is what I really want y'all to take away from this. Let me say something that gets to the very crux of the matter. And this may be offensive for some to hear who are not on the side that we're on. White people, we have been the problem for 400 years. Say that again. Let me say it one more time for those of you who didn't hear me. White people, we have been the problem for 400 years. Once again, this has been another episode of the Unprocessed Knowledge Podcast. Thanks for listening.